Hello and welcome to another episode of Cavell Cloud Conversations. My name is Fitmar Goodbeckley, Senior Research Analyst at Cavell, here with Patrick Watson, Head of Research at Cavell. How are you doing, Patrick? Very well, thank you, Finbar. Season's greetings. Season's greetings. And the listeners. Yeah. So you can't see because of the way my camera is, but I am, in fact, wearing a Christmas jumper. Um, Patrick is wearing his Christmas hat. You have to turn a bit, though, Patrick, so that they can appreciate the true glory. And for our audio listeners, Patrick not only has a green, uh, red, and white striped bobble hat but it also comes with attached elf ears plus bell so you know i don't think you can match the level of christmas cheer that we're bringing on this podcast at the moment um you know tis the season to be jolly season yeah la 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 (laughs) but of course as we come up to christmas we lose of the year that was and we probably will not be able to sit down like this together again until after new year's has happened um so i guess 2023 was it good was it bad um yeah i think it, it has it, it it's been a bit of a struggle for technology industries generally i, th- I think we've recovered slightly uh, not to start on an overly sort of negative note. Oh, God, he's going to mention COVID again. Yeah, no. Where's my spray bottle of water? Where's my spray bottle? Yeah, I wasn't quite going to go COVID, but definitely we were still feeling the effects of sort of macroeconomic problems at the start yes. of the year. And that was reflected in share price decreases of a lot of the major technology and comms vendors which have recovered slightly throughout 2023 but we were definitely feeling that so it was a it was a slow start to the end we got that feedback from a lot of the service providers and telcos that we spoke to that there was still um some reticence uh in in relation to sort of enterprise purchasing Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, but I think that has that has recovered through the year. So it was it was a difficult start, but uh, it all seems to be uh, picking up slightly, and there does seem to be a, a slight sort of macroeconomic upturn, which is can be encouraging for technology industry. So I realise I've started on an incredibly depressing. No, but, but it, it is funny. I mean, it is probably one of the big trends, and I mean, I think the thing is, what people don't realise who aren't from like the technology industry as well is that due to the complexity of some of the tech refreshes that we're you know we're, yeah. we're monitoring and we're watching when we say that there's an economic downturn it, it it does mean multiple things i mean on the one hand the money isn't there because people don't have the cash and they're worried about cash flow and the changing economic climate cuz there's not a recession yeah. but maybe there is but on the other hand we're also talking about like coming out of a period of intense confusion about what people should be deploying right so you know, if you're your CEO and you're saying, well, is it working fine? It's not. But what do we buy? And your CTO can't give you a concrete answer because he doesn't know how many people are going to be at home in the office. He doesn't know how much money yeah. he has or even what those people need, because does everyone need, you know, this omnichannel contact center solution now? Or do they just need to just keep their voice or do they like there's all these factors going in that have led to a lot of confusion as to what they actually spend money on. Um which kind of doubled down on the we don't have any money for this effect because you know you're not giving someone going through this huge huge painful tech refresh if uh if you don't even know if what you're getting on the other end is what you need for the future no that's a really good point i think 
that you're right there's been several key pieces of sort of business functional transformation and all of that uncertainty coupled with any economic concerns have led to people maybe sitting on sweating assets a bit a bit longer so i think i think that's a very fair point also i should i don't know if this is coming through but as you said this hat does have bells attached oh we can hear the jingle so so the more the more i agree for the listeners the more i either agree or disagree with what finbar is saying the more the the louder the the bell interference so i'm not not (laughs) sure the optimum if this was the optimum outfit for a for a podcast but just i thought i'd provide that that sort of context now yeah that's perfectly fair um what else happened at the start of this year i mean we went to portugal that was quite nice that was kind of a company retreat not just patrick and i on holiday yeah. together um, no. <laughs> that would be although, although, i think although, but uh... yeah i think yeah we have been pitching um sort of bespoke podcast around the world tours uh, unfortunately we're yet to justify that with any sort of business case um, i mean but you saying know, maybe... why don't we go to places in europe and interview people turned into dom being like i could go on a road trip and interview all of our customers so you yeah. know it, it did get hijacked slightly but that kind of also points out that it may may not actually happen sadly um no as much as you would like i mean unless of course you want us to come and visit you you know if you make a very strong case i'm sure i'm Please. sure cavell might listen um Absolutely. you could have these two fantastic people probably without christmas jumpers in your office and or workspace yeah absolutely. <laughs> um so i mean what else happened there was cisco live that happened in january didn't it last year and it feels yeah. so weird to talk about because they had all of these ai announcements and we were kind of looking around being like oh that's interesting that and, and now i would say only tw- 11 months later we're a bit blasé about well i mean is it too much of a cliche i was going to say it has tw- oh God, has 2023 been the year of ai or more more probably more relevantly has it been the year of sort of large language models because that is something we have just heard about repeatedly. Obviously, uh, OpenAI's ChatGPT went live in, in at the end of 2022. But I think if I can remember all the way back, and if any of the listeners can remember all the way back to Enterprise Connect 2023, which took place in March, everyone there, and we, we did a podcast about it at the time, had some sort of announcement about how they were using large language models in their communication solutions. And that has continued throughout the year, I think, that we've seen a really big focus on the understanding of language through data, ultimately, and trying to vendors and providers trying to integrate that technology into into their platform. And that's been a theme. I mean, you mentioned Cisco Live, but all the events that we've been throughout the year, I think that has been one of the the, the key themes, the, the use of ai tech and particularly uh large language models as well i think that's been a, a recurring theme yeah i mean it is getting into some interesting places and i think it's it's right as you say the industry is starting to not just talk about it but we're starting to see more and more use cases actually yeah. be deployed which i think is the big test for is this technology actually coming because it, it has been the hot topic you know in both public consumer and in in no, in professional environments but yep. is it actually being deployed? I think the answer in the latter half of this year is yes. Now, 
not yeah. for everyone, not for every use case. And there are very few companies like Microsoft and Zoom who are aiming to bring like put like personal virtual assistants that follow you through your entire workspace life. Partly because, as we've seen, those are very, very expensive to run and maintain yeah. in terms of server cost. But we are seeing a lot of niche uses of AI, and we're seeing a lot of interesting uses of AI. Um, only last week, I was at an Avaya conference, and they were demonstrating basically just live video tracking of the emotions and mental state of your um, your contact center workers. And... You know, previously this was possible through voice analysis, sentiment analysis, but now it's actually possible through video analysis as well. And, you know, the first thing you think of when you think of that example is that sounds a bit creepy. Please do not ever do that to me. Um, but then when you take a step back from your natural British hate of authority, um, you do realize that there are some people in quite sensitive contact centers, maybe dealing with... Um, you know, 999 calls or things like that, where actually actively monitoring the health, the mental reception of calls yeah. of your, it becomes, it becomes relevant and it becomes very important for the actual employee health rather than benefiting yeah. the company. That, that's a really good point. And I, and I think that's probably another trend, which, which we've heard talked about for a number of years, but not just within contact center agents, but within the employee base generally, I definitely have heard of a lot more focus being placed on not, not well, partly monitoring, but for ultimately for good reasons, sort of employee experience and employee engagement. And I think we've seen a lot more focus on solutions that improve that employee experience that agent experience in the in the contact center in terms of trying to simplify workflows within particular applications to make things more intuitive and easy to use so i, I think that is definitely a focus that that we've seen a lot more in the industry a lot a lot more focus on the actual the the ux the user experience in terms of uh, the technology solutions that are out there we've got the evil contact center and the good contact center right the evil one monitors their employees on every single thing they do so they can decide who to fire immediately and yeah. and push them for every single little drop of uh, contact center juice that they can get out of the factory right and then you've got the yeah. good contact center which says hey that last call was pretty stressful. Would you like a 10 minute break? Yeah. And just yeah. tells your boss that you're getting a break and you're like, okay, cool. And you, you see the dichotomy. And the fact is that actually, you know, contact center workers in a lot of countries do seem to start being in short supply. Not in, not in obviously every country, but in the US, for example, in the UK. Um, and then retention, retention, training, churn, all become things that can be avoided to a greater degree and that's when yeah that is an absolute that is an absolutely key point and i think ultimately and like i said that employee agent experience focus is there there is a good trend behind it but from a business perspective as well as wanting to be you know on the on the on the, on santa's good list you, you also from a purely monetary commercial side if you can keep employees or agents happy yeah. with the technology they're using you prevent that regrettable churn and as you said you mitigate all of those associated costs with 
retraining all of those different areas that that cost businesses um so much money so yeah there, there, there's two factors there's sort of a, a f philosophical benevolence in terms <laughs> of wanting your users to have a uh, a nice experience and your employees to have a nice experience but ultimately it does impact the bottom line if you can if you can do that effectively yeah well you can tell i have a philosophy degree because i wax on about morality every time i can uh, but you know yeah. you're absolutely right it's, it is it does ultimately come down to money saved um the other trend i think we've seen a lot of this year which is sort of tied to ai is just like the further ongoing march of, of omni channel in contact center because yeah. suddenly a few of these channels becomes something you don't even have to put employees on you know you're suddenly yep. starting to see an automated bot doing all the faq work doing chatbot work and, and and suddenly it takes a step away from what your actual employees are doing to kind of giving you channels not for free but you know labor costs not being yep. the deciding factor which is quite interesting yeah I, I would absolutely agree with that and i think the 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 intelligent virtual agent space which is something that we did a lot of work on at well when we did our contact center modeling in terms of agent forecasts uh, it's really interesting as to how how that is going to impact the the total number of agents in the markets we we actually actually don't see it necessarily reducing the number of agent requirements in the meantime but as you said and and this is a trend again that's been talked about for decades is technology enabling the technology will be able to deal with the much more mundane routine mm. tasks and you free the agents up to do what they do best which which effectively is emotional emotion based empathetic mm. responses that at the moment you know we artificial general intelligence we haven't got to hasn't hasn't you know manage that hugely empathetic capabilities that's something that still is absolutely required in in human agents or in employees generally yeah and then, well there's a big debate is that even if it does get to a semblance of it whether people will be comfortable with it but we'll have to see um but yeah. i think all of this is a linked sort of ecosystem and that's one of the things that's most interesting about this from an analyst perspective because we say okay omnichannel is taking away a lot of the mundane queries right meaning that you know now agents are dealing with the complex query so suddenly your metrics for what a good query resolve time was change from the average of all the mundane plus the difficult into just the difficult and suddenly your workers are spending 15 minutes a call instead of two or three minutes a call on average um and those calls then also become a lot more intense and a lot more complicated. So then the, we bring back full circle to the employee analysis metrics of their happiness and well-being becoming so much more relevant because the 15-minute call, the, your employees might only be able to take three or four an hour and they might need to decompress between the two or three of them if they've got a very frustrating um, customer on the line. And if you're not tracking that with the new employee metrics technology then the thing that ai has enabled which is your employees to not have to deal with boring mundane queries might just come back and bite you in the ass so there's a whole cycle here of like kind of a, a, co a i like to think of it as a big cog turning in the ecosystem where we're we're clunking on to the next phase but all of it has to come along with you or you're going to get stuck right no, I I, th I think that's a really good point, and uh, and most of the stuff that we've talked about on the call today has been customer experience related. And I don't know about you, so at our recent Cavell events, we've often had different 
technology tracks and focuses within the event. So one might be about voice telephony capability, one might be about collaboration, and one might be about customer experience. And I have noticed increasingly that regardless of what potential technology track I'm on, the conversation is always is always coming back to at least some aspect around customer experience because ultimately for the vast majority of businesses that is the the most important thing is how they serve their customers whether those be consumers whether those be other businesses or whether that how they serve their partners and i think you're right it's this much closer integration between these once siloed technology areas so whether that be any of those communication capabilities you talked about in omnichannel whether that's voice or whether that's email or whatever that is with i think collaboration is key because effectively it connects a huge proportion of uh, an organization internally and customer experience systems so whether that's dedicated contact center systems and by looking at that in a much more holistic connected using your your cog analogy that the cogs within a watch it does allow generally for much better business efficiency and productivity and i think it's that that connected story that we're hearing a lot more about and that's why everything ultimately is coming back to sort of a discussion around customer experience and customer experience provision i mean that was true even at our enable event recently where we talked about you see yeah. and it's been brought up multiple times this year that the question is not you know, people people aren't necessarily just enabling for the sake of allowing their workers to communicate with each other, because in a lot of cases, um, you know, their workers know how to communicate with each other. Their workers know that they can reach out on Teams or they have a collaboration tool or something like that. What it's actually coming down to is how do I get my customers through to where my workers now are and onto the yeah, platforms that they're using. Um, and... You know, that kind of ties itself into this discussion as well, because it is, you know, that problem of if my customer's calling an office and people are on the move and on the go and they're, it's ringing through, it used to just go through to a mobile number. Now it doesn't necessarily, now it goes through to Teams maybe. Like maybe, How does it find where my, my worker is? Uh, so it is it is kind of like, um, I would guess, the driving ethos of a lot of the industry is that customer experience. Um, yeah. All right, Patrick. So let's wrap up with predictions for the year ahead and we'll do more we'll do a proper predictions piece in january for yep. those of you who want really like in-depth 20 minutes on what we think is going to happen next year so you can set your whole business strategy based around it but let's just do quick pre-christmas predictions for the year ahead um i i would i would also like to flag to the listeners that finbar did not prepare me for this so this is this is completely off the cuff however <laughs> i should say mitigating circumstances i have i have done a couple of prediction videos so the 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 area that i focus on a lot is microsoft i think again one of the trends that we've been talking about throughout 2023 is mobility so whether you want to talk about fmc or whether you want to talk about mobile uc i think i think that's going to be massive um and i really do think there is there is huge potential not just in developed markets but particularly if you look at developing economies if you look at latin america if you look at africa if you look at apac the propensity to use mobile business solutions is much higher than for fixed line. So I think solutions like Teams Phone Mobile, uh, Cisco WebEx Go, uh, there's, a, there's there've been a number of high profile launches of what you might 
talk about mobile UC solutions this year. Uh, and so I think 2024 could be a really big year for that. We, a lot of the providers and vendors that we've spoken to that are a part of those programs or selling those solutions said that in 2023, they've been doing a lot of testing with customers. A lot of customers have been doing sort of live environment tests, but it hasn't hadn't necessarily necessarily translated to huge order volumes maybe that will change in 2024 and maybe we'll see a sort of real spike in demand for 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 mobile based solutions particularly uh, and it's another area that we've talked about in this pub before to cater for for frontline workers not just the traditional office workers like you or i who are generally based at a desk but those who are who are out and about and who are relying on their mobile phones for for keeping integrated with the with the sort of, sort of corporate hub. So I think maybe 2024 we might see some pretty big announcements in terms of the amount of users that are using this program these programs or particular uptake on some of those mobile UC programs. That that's what I'm going for in terms of really generic can't be pinned down uh, when we come to review this of, of whether I was right or wrong but I think maybe 2024 and sort of mobility solutions could be could be a really big area I think yeah I think you might be onto something there uh my prediction is is again I mean also quite simple but also quite you know um maybe a bit alarming is that when we did our recent enterprise research it was found that roughly a quarter of companies were allowing their employees to use public AI freely um, as part of a like dedicated choice because we said do you have a policy for ai and if you do what are people allowed to use and quite a few companies were letting their employees just use public ai you know your chat gpts your bars yeah, as they wanted to i think that's going to stop <laughs> i think there's going to yeah. be some nice big high profile well we've already had a few um, with lawyers in america and things like that but i think there's going to be quite uh, probably a few more close to home um i let this I, I let ChatGPT generate an email for my customer and it said the wrong thing, et cetera, et cetera. That's Examples and people are going to start to crack down because I think, I don't know, I think using public tools that are untested and untested within your business case to do things for you without any company oversight into what they're doing or how it's generating it. I think that's a bit of a, a bit of a red flag. I, I think I think you make a very good point there. And I think also what you've done is you've used some actual quantitative data that we've had back in research to, you know, um, form formulate your prediction, which now I'm regretting not having done. So, no, I, I would completely agree with that. I think we are going to see sort of further, may, may, probably further regulation as well from sort of governmental bodies but also we're definitely going to see that internally within businesses in terms of better codification of even if it's not completely you know legal requirements it's going to be best practices for use of these technologies because the uh the the the, the data requirements uh, are, are key for that and where what customer data are you putting into any of these third-party systems and, exactly and what you're taking out is is important so no i think that that's a good one finbar and you've done well there basing it on some sort of quantitative data that we've got now but just because i asked the question do not let yourself be fooled into thinking i prepared for this in any way yeah i had a moment of inspiration just before we uh answered the call <laughs> but I, as the person who deals with enterprise research i am of course intimately familiar with all the numbers therefore i have that uh added advantage yep. of being able to draw on them at any moment you know using my great you know great keen mind <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and now because it's christmas and I don't want to keep talking about myself. Um, I think I'll just say happy Christmas to all the listeners. 
yeah, I, I would I would like to echo that. Seasons seasons greetings for whatever whatever holiday um you might be enjoying. Oh, that's true. But you have, you have... That's a good corporate yeah. response for the Americans. Yeah, I've done isn't well it? Uh, yes, have yeah, a I've, I've... happy holidays and seasons yeah, greetings. Happy holidays and a lovely and a lovely new year for everyone. Nolikana gok in law, as they would say in Ireland. Or gok in dina, I guess. Wow. Okay, I've just embarrassed myself with the language. Anyway, right. Have a happy Christmas, everyone. We will talk to you soon. Happy holidays, everyone. Goodbye.